Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning and welcome to Zero Today with your humble host, me. Good morning, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Glad to be here. Glad to be your host. Glad that you're joining us today. God, excuse me, I'm a bit under the weather. As soon as the weather decides to make up its mind what it's going to be, I think I'll be okay. But until then, we just want to say good morning to you. We are hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. We're promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming. And we are here to present you, the listener, with wisdom, insight, information that will empower you to knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. And as always, you are welcome to join us in this illuminating journey. And there are several ways you can do that. You can call in on the number 347-237-5230. That's the number to get your your words on the air, to get to hear your voice, to hear the words coming out of my mouth live. <laughs> we want you to call that number 347-237-5230. Join us on the chat line blogtalkradio.com and I you know the chat line has been acting up lately but it's 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 coming on so uh it's launched so you can get in there and share your your thoughts on the chat line shoot us an email at pastorlorenzo@gmail.com I would love to hear from you uh, give us some insight of that. Follow us on Twitter at Prophesy and on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, uh, Facebook. That's the other thing there. <laughs> I told y'all I'm messed up on drugs here. Nah, I'm just kidding. Follow us on Facebook at uh, Lorenzo Neal or Zero, uh, Zero Network on Facebook. However you can find us, we're there. MySpace, YouTube, well, somewhere you find us, we're there. But we're glad to be here with you to say, I know y'all miss me. We have been gone for a couple of weeks. And um, uh, we've been doing some traveling, and the Lord is blessed, and I'm I'm just glad to be here uh, again, even despite <clears throat> being under the weather a little bit. I think I was under the weather last time. But anyway, we are here, and boy, do we have a show that we want to do for you today. We're going to be talking about Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Well, the movie, Think Like a Man, that's coming. It's due out in theaters on Friday, and uh, we want to talk about that That uh that movie, actually, we want to put a little spin on it. We want to talk about uh, the dynamics of the relationship, the dynamics of love, and we're going to focus on a couple of things. So, so uh, you know, I might be doing a little teaching, but call in because uh, I, I want to hear from you. Uh, and we want to make sure that you are uh, getting your voices heard. We appreciate that. But before we go into that, uh, this first segment, I want to talk about a couple of things that uh, uh, I had to privilege of participating in the past couple of weeks and I I want to share that or last week in particular I want to share that with you and, and again like I said this show is all about empowering people and, and one of the things we like to do is promote organizations and opportunities for people to uh change the world or impact the world around them and one way you could do that is you know finding out about organizations in your your community uh through your church that's doing that 
and supporting those organizations, joining to joining them and giving to them. Um, and we we like to do that. And one organization that's doing that is CareNet. Uh, CareNet. Uh, I know you probably never heard of CareNet before, but CareNet is actually a wonderful organization that I'm privileged to be a part of. Um, we um, this past week, last week, we were in Dallas um, at um, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church, uh, who was pastored by the, the great and wonderful Dr. Tony Evans, household name. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans at his church, uh, and the event was called an African American Leaders uh, for Life Summit that was sponsored by CareNet Urban. CareNet Urban is an um, umbrella is a great uh, well CareNet altogether is a, a wonderful organization. Uh, uh, CareNet provides and promotes and prepares and plants pregnancy centers across North America. That's what they do. They partner with these organizations. They partner with these pregnancy centers. And um, uh, so far they have a network of about 1,100 pregnancy centers that offer hope to women facing unplanned pregnancy. And they provide practical and emotional support. Uh, and they are kind. They present a service that's kind and non-judgmental. And it, it, it's a wonderful. It's, uh, it's one of the passionate, compassionate faces of the pro-life movement. And those of you who know me, I am I am pro-life, unapologetically, unapologetically pro-life. Um, and, and, you know, with the schism that's been been going on politically between these, uh, what they're calling the war on women, I think this is, is, is critical that we talk about this openly and talk about it from a, a perspective that is non-politicized. And, and yes, it is about more, uh, abortion and and um there there you know there there are statistics that we don't want to care to admit to regarding abortion in the black community that uh is that needs to be addressed. And uh this is one of the ways that addressing it without politicizing it. CareNet is uh, an organization that is dedicated to empowering women who are facing such decisions, you know, uh, not just the deciding about an abortion, but altogether unplanned pregnancy. And you'd be surprised, um, you'd be surprised what what these women, uh, the ages of the women, you know, we, uh, I, Mississippi right now leads, Mississippi leads the nation as far as, Unplanned, unplanned teenage pregnancies. Uh, where I think even though it's decreasing, we're at fifty-five percent or something like that. To the nature, they just released it about a week or two ago uh, with the states with the highest teenage pregnancy rates. Then, and you know, we we usually just think about teenage pregnancy as the uh, when it comes down to unplanned pregnancies. But there are more and more women who are uh, having, you know, they're getting pregnant unplanned and 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 the only other option presented to them are abortion, and CareNet is an it's a wonderful organization that is promoting uh, things that are uh, all about life and empowerment. Uh, they provide free pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, uh, abortion information, but they don't provide abortions. Abortion information, parent uh, parenting classes, and um, so many other services that are empowering to women to choose life. Uh, and I was asked a question by uh, by a friend regarding uh, what's the difference between CareNet and Planned Parenthood, and I, I pondered on this because I, I had I, you know before attending this I, I I'm very familiar with the organization, but the way uh, Planned Parenthood and and CareNet are presented are two different you know, two different ways. Planned Parenthood is presented as um, not not. In, in, in urban communities, in urban communities, the way that Planned Parenthood is presented is one that is um, – I'm trying to find the words to say it right – not just um, not just promoting women's health. You know, that, that's the way they're doing it. It's promoting women's health. They're all about the women and, you know, and um, contraceptives and things of that nature. And this is preventative care, you know. That's the way they prevent it. Prom- uh, Promote it in some ways uh, as prevent. Now that's not I'm, that's not the only way it's promoted, but that is one of the ways that is promoted as preventative care. But 
their biggest income, their, their most of their income, the bulk of their income that is not coming from uh, taxpayers because taxpayers fund Planned Parenthood. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, but a, a lot of the income comes from abortions. They they operate abortions. Uh, they operate abortion clinics. And uh, yes, they the abortion clinics are are uh, medically sound. You know, it's not like they just I, it's not like they're just you know streamlining abortions as as uh, some parts of uh, conservatives would say. You know. If if the buy the media bias in this is crazy on both sides, the left and the right, uh, you had the right making it seem like they just you know pushing out abortions, you know it's a revolving door, and then you have the uh, you have the right, the I mean that's the right you know, right wing saying that, and then you have the left wing who are saying that no, it's it's means of compassion, so we're just preventing presenting options and. Um, and, and, and to sift between those two is very hard to do. Uh, and what CareNet does is provide a real option, you know, aside from, uh, oh, this is an inconvenient event in my life, and the only way to deal with this is to have an abortion. And that is how a lot of women perceive abortion. That's how this is an you know, an unplanned pregnancy is an inconvenient opportunity, and the only way to deal with that is to. Um, have an abortion. Well, CareNet uh, CareNet is one of the ways is an alternative group. And if you want to learn a little bit, a little bit more about that, um, go to their website www.carenetturban.org. CareNet Urban C A R N E T Urban dot org, and you'll find a little bit more about that. We hope to have uh, some of their representatives on the show. And again, I I don't apologize for being pro life, and I could talk about it because I've been involved in an abortion. I've been involved even as a pastor. I've been involved in sexual morality that has led to things of this nature, and I'm not ashamed to say that. And I know God forgives. I know God uh, God forgives, and I thank God for His mercy uh, and all of that. So you know, I, I uh, yeah, y'all probably get on me about that later on, but. That's the way we we are, you know. Even leaders are subject to uh, immorality sometimes. So, oh boy, got an error on the chat room. It, it didn't load. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back from this break, we'll uh, get a little bit more into um, our get a little bit more into our topic for the day. And uh, somebody else I want to talk about, but get into that. We'll come back from the break. Be right back. breaks up the mucus that causes chest congestion. And only Mucinex is a bilayered tablet. One side goes to work fast, the other is long-lasting. Uh-oh. <coughs> what about my condolence? Mucinex is fast-acting and provides long-lasting 12-hour relief. 12 hours? Mucinex in, mucus out. The Game of Life with the Prius C. A high-stakes world where some descend into total loserdom, while others triumphantly return home to their Tudor houses. The real game of life is no more forgiving. But luckily, you're ready to grab it by the throat and jujitsu it into submission. And with all the important things to do and places to go, you're going to need a game piece that will move you to the next level. That car, my friends, is the all-new 53-mile-per-gallon rated Prius C from Toyota. Join Bishop Samuel L. Green at the 12th Episcopal District of the African Methodist Episcopal Church for God First Holy Convocation 2012, releasing the power within April the 18th through the 21st, 2012 at the Hyatt Regency Conference Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Come and be fed by spiritual teaching from Pastor Frank Madison Reed, Pastor Lance Watson, Pastor Smokey Norfolk, Pastor Marvin Sapp, 
and many, many others. Also, special ministry for youth and young adults. Friday night, join for a free concert presented by Stellar Award winners and Grammy Award nominees 2103. This is an event you don't want to miss. Holy Convocation 2012, Releasing the Power Within. Bishop Sam Green and the 12th Episcopal District of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Register online today by visiting www.12thdistrictame.com. That's www.12thdistrictame.com. This was the golf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign-off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The golf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. Welcome back to Zero of the Day. This is your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. We're glad that you're joining us again on this wonderful Wednesday. It is hump day. Hope you ain't spending too much time humping around. <laughs> We're glad uh, that you're joining us again. We're actually inviting you to continue to uh, support the, the broadcast. We thank you for all of you who listen. Uh, send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail.com. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate everything that you're doing. We'll try to expand a little bit more. Um, we have a blog that goes along with the show that needs to be updated. So I promise, uh, I'm, I'm, this is my promise and guarantee you that we'll be updating the blog with information. All the things that we talk about on the show, you'll be able to access that. And soon we have a website coming. So you, you, you would think I have all that already. <laughs> but we get into that. But anyway, call in. We're talking about think like a lady, uh, uh, think like a man, act like a lady. Uh, yeah, y'all know that. Y'all know what it is. Three four seven two three seven five two three zero is the number to call to get your uh, opinions, thoughts, comments on the air. Also, through, um, uh, as I said earlier before the break, uh, that chat room is down for some reason. It was up, it's down, it's up, it's down. I don't know, man. This technology. Uh, but before we jump into the uh, the topic today, uh, this weekend on Saturday we had opportunity at my church, do Bethel AME Church in Jackson, Mississippi. That's my plug for my church. Uh, we had the opportunity to host the Ace Memorial Quilt Call My Name workshop, uh, and basically the the, the workshop, uh, the goal of the workshop is to create patches that go on traveling, the, the larger traveling quilt with the names of those who died to uh, the AIDS virus, the AIDS disease. And unfortunately, as, as in many places, the African Americans are underrepresented in the on the quilting, and this project. The uh, the names project sponsored this um, this great event uh, to help um, one raise awareness, bring more awareness about AIDS to uh, the black community. Also, the second part of that, of course, is to is to uh, remember the names of those who lost their lives to AIDS in the black community. And it's still taboo. I just, I don't understand why it's still a taboo subject in the black community. Uh, sex altogether. Anything pertains to sex, we're just scared to talk about it. And that, that's sexually transmitted disease, that's um, that's abortion, that's uh, that's unplanned pregnancies, that's, you, you know, even affairs, <laughs> sexual affairs, uh, sexuality. I don't know why it's still taboo, but folks, we are dying. 
we we are dying because of not a lack of knowledge. We know we just don't talk about it, and that's what's killing us. Uh, the fact that we know and are being silent on it um, is what what is very damning and hurting to the black community. So Shirley Ralph, uh, beautiful woman, uh, wonderful actress, wonderful singer. She is the spokesperson for this event. She came to our church and blessed the church, blessed everybody who was there. Uh, it's a wonderful person. We're continually lifting her up. Uh, she lost her father who passed away. At a wonderful age, I think he was at 79 or 80, and they memorialized him on this past Sunday. So we had the chance to minister to her in prayer and thoughts and continue to lift her up her family and uh, herself. But anyway, Shirley Ralph, she 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 would uh, she she's passionate about uh, age because she uh, her testimony is that while she was uh, one you know she was one of the original cast members of Dream Girls and. During that during that time that the show was running, there were a lot of her friends who were succumbing to this mysterious disease at the time. And once they learned what it was, uh, she committed herself to informing people about it. And you know, uh, those of you who are listening, you know how it was back in the late eight, mid to late eighties, early nineties. How it was so uh, so taboo, you know you. Everybody was scared of uh, of getting it. They thought you could get it by contacting, you know, things of that nature. And then uh, the way that, um, you know, some groups used it as um, against uh, particular groups like homosexuals uh, because that was the, at the time that was the largest group that had it. But now it's shifting and it's becoming more and more a problem both here and in, uh, on the continent of Africa and, uh, and a lot of the uh, – in a lot of countries in Africa, AIDS is becoming a, uh, an, an, an epidemic. Um, and um, and yes, while there has been so many progressions made and you know not a cure per se, but there are many people who now uh, who test positive for HIV/AIDS, but it, you know it does not know it no longer interferes with their regular life. You can have a regular life and have AIDS, but. But we we want you to be aware of that. Uh, go to www.agequilt.org, and uh, you'll see where the workshops have been. They've been going on since February, and they'll be going on to July. And I know this week they will be in Houston. I'm not sure where they're going to be. But you can go and you can fo follow the schedule in any one of these metropolitan cities, Los Angeles, D.C., Baltimore. We had it in Jackson. It's been in Atlanta. It's been in, it will be in Houston. Uh Find where it is and go, and go. Even if you if you don't know anyone personally, just go and support the families of those and the friends of those or somebody who who did die of AIDS. And, and I'm telling you, you're gonna be blessed. It was a wonderful event. Take another break. Uh, I, I'm itching to get into uh, itching, 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 itching to get into the show topic. And we're gonna take another break before we get into it. So make sure that you have your questions ready, have your comments ready, because I know you're ready to talk about this. I know that I am, and we'll be back right after this commercial. When mucus piles up in your chest, the congestion can get in the way of your day. Vacuum the mud, mop the floor, with so few hours in a day, it's not easy keeping a place looking this trippy. You have the magic Maximum Strength Mucinex breaks up the mucus that causes chest congestion. And only Mucinex is a bilayered tablet. One side goes to work fast, the other is long-lasting. Uh-oh. <laughs> What about my Mucinex is fast-acting and provides long-lasting 12-hour relief. 12 hours? Mucinex in. Mucus out. I'm working for an hourly wage. I went to high school, didn't do great. Still, I gotta make more cash. More education is what I'm looking at. When I get a degree, I will make a bigger salary. So now I've got to see which college is right for me. I went on the internet and found education connection. I took some free tests to find out my direction. I'm taking my classes online, getting my degree on my own time. Education connection. Medicine. 
I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed. To keep this country safe. I was born with the backbone and brain power to take on any mission. This is my office. I was born ready. GoCoastGuard.com There are over half a million apps and counting on the iPhone. Apps that can take you anywhere and do anything. You might say there's no limit to what this amazing device can do. So the question to ask is, why would anyone want to limit the iPhone? We don't. Truly unlimited data for your iPhone. Only from Sprint. Welcome back to Zero Today. This is your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Again, we're glad that you joined us. Today we're talking about think like a man, act like a lady. Um, and again, you're welcome to join us. Call us on the line, 347-237-5230. Get your thoughts on the show. Um, anything we talked about, anything, we, whatever we've talked about, you can free, you're can free to put your uh insights into also we we're just thankful for you uh like i said chat line is down so chat room is closed unfortunately i uh, love to have some of you guys in the chat room to hear what you thought but hey you can still call in and that's what you want you to do call in get your voice on the air all right so steve harvey's book act like a lady think like a man is now a full length feature film and it's due to come out in theaters this coming friday and i ain't gonna lie i'm probably gonna go see it I, you know, I like it. I like some of the guys, some of the people who are actually in it. I think it has uh, Taraj Henson. I think Henson. I, I think she's beautiful. <laughs> she's beautiful. Uh, Regina Hall. She's beautiful. <laughs> so, so Megan Good, beautiful. But Megan just got engaged to a preacher. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's off the. She's off. She's off the. Uh, she's off the. I like the fact that she married a preacher. Made me think I had a little opportunity there. No, nah, let me stop. Okay, so had some big, uh, big name, uh, actors, actresses. Uh, Kevin Hart, guy. I, I don't even know. I think I, I think probably the only reason I really will be going seeing other than the women, Kevin Hart. I that guy is hilarious. He's hilarious. So let's get the. Uh, it's PG thirteen, by the way. So you know, can bring kids. You know. Thank you, Mr. Harvey, for making sure it was PG-13 and not R-rated. I appreciate that. So, this movie is out, and it's based on his book. And without spoiling the the film, uh, it's basically the women uh, learn the tricks of the guys and put them on the guys, and the guys try do the reverse, you know, they, you know, <laughs> they basically, women read the book, get Steve's advice, and they try to put that into action, and the men, uh, try to, you know, do the reverse to counter it. Yeah, so it, it seems like it's going to be a good comedy. Uh, you know, and, and and the book is interesting. If you haven't read the book, you probably could get the book. Now, I am not endorsing the book uh, by no means. Uh, millions of copies have been sold. He's traveled to talk show circuits saying that there's a lot of things in the book that I do not agree with. And, by, by you, know, you know, Steve's not an authority. So let's, let's get it right. He's a comedian. He's not an authority. He's not a psychologist. He's not a therapist. He's not a relationship expert, as some people have been putting on him. He's not a relationship expert. I don't believe there is any relationship expert that exists, even though they may have that title. But anyway, 
So there's some things in there in the book. Uh, I think he put presents that are, are wonderful. Uh, but, you know, uh, some of it also conflicts. Well, I won't say conflict uh, because when we do, when we talk about, you know, sexuality, when we're talking about uh, relationships, uh, it's fluid. And I, I I'm, we're going to talk about this a little bit as we explore the dynamics of relationships. That's, that's basically what this show, this part of the segment is going to do. Well, let's explore the dynamics of love. And, I, you know, in more recent, you know, love songs. Love songs, love uh, in all of its uh, goodness and greatness, it, it it just has become. Um, how can I put it? Eh, it's not it's not as fluid. Love songs today are, are sexualized, and not that they weren't back in the day. Matter of fact, you know, I I think we're just a hypersexualized. Uh, culture now, and and you 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 don't have to agree with me when I say that. I'm just saying we're hypersexualized. That's from the church down, you know, because uh, <laughs> in the past few years, particularly past four or five years, we had a lot of pastors doing sex series, you know. And matter of fact, that's been the biggest draw to the church when you talk about uh, one pastor in particular, Ed Young, who I greatly admire. Pastors, um, pastors. Um, What's the name of the church in, in Dallas, in, in the Dallas area? When I'm not thinking about it, that uh, <laughs> is going to come come up. But anyway, uh, his church did it. He did a series, and I have the series in my personal collection. Uh, he he has done relationship series before, and I have a couple of of his. Uh, he's done one on pornography. He's done one on. Uh, sexuality, sexual revolution is what he called it, and he's, you know, he had his uh, seven days of, of sex challenge to couples in his ministry, and of course he got a little fame for that, and, and a lot of other uh, churches have been doing that, imitating that. But anyway, we are a hypersexualized culture, and because of the hypersexual uh, nature, we have been, uh, we have been getting into and exposed to. Uh, love has gotten all to that, get just all together gotten mixed up, and so I want to I want to use this time to kind of clarify biblical love. I, I guess you could say biblical love, uh, and um, the dynamics of relationships. And, and the guy again, I am no relationship expert. You're talking to a single preacher here, so <laughs> that may not help my case a little bit. But um, I just want to present a, a better understanding. Um, about scripture when it comes to love. And I'm not going to throw out scriptures now. That's not what it. I want us to understand classical love in the, in the western in the ancient western sense uh and also as in, you know, somewhere eastern traditions if we get into that. But hey, who knows how it goes. But anyway, so there when it comes to love there there western love from the western perspective, uh Christian perspective, there are four types of love. And the four types, we're familiar with two, and we're going to talk about those two more, but there are four types. There's the agape, agape, agape love. Um, that's the unconditional love of God. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. There's the philia, which is the friendship love. Um, that uh, that's, that's really lost, and we'll talk about that. There's the storge. Storge is... More of an affectionate type of love, and you know, it's a, it's a broad kind of friendship love. And of course, the more familiar, the one that we enjoy the most is the eros, the eros, uh, and that is the erotic love and and, um, and the things that are associated with that. Uh, so when when we explore all these different types of love, the uh, the sorge, the philia, the eros, and the uh, agape, uh, what you find is the dynamics that the human relations are intended to be. You find that you know uh, they're they're most most in the West, particularly for the past two hundred years, uh, under Victorian and Elizabethan uh, principles. Uh, but primarily Victoria, we get our concept of love from uh, 
Victoria, Queen Victoria of England from from the 1800s, you know, 19th century. That's where we get our modern concept of love, the modern concept of marriage, you know, monogamy, all of this. People, this is a rarely, I mean, this is pretty much a a, 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 a new concept for human humans. Uh, up until uh, up until about 300 years ago, three four hundred years ago, uh, in most parts of the world, most parts of the world, you know, uh, the dynamic human relationships were not static. We have they have become static only within the past two three hundred years. You know, two, and you know that may sound like a lot of time, but it really, in reality, it's a short amount of period, short amount of time in in human history. So you know, uh, we 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 <laughs> in such a small amount of time we have. Uh, made the dynamics of human relations more static, you know. And part of the problem with this statisticity is that uh, it does not fit all of the human longings for companionship. Um, for example, uh, when we talk about when we talk about philia and sorge, friendship and affection. We have to, you know, there's a story in, in in the scripture that talks about David and Jonathan, and it says that Jonathan loved David as his own soul. And from that particular passage of scripture, there has come a whole new teaching about soul ties. And if you're familiar with soul ties, you know, there, there are different ways of perceptions regarding that. But the way the scripture it can be uh, properly interpreted is that there was such a strong bond between David and um, and Jonathan that it was beyond the bond of just brotherhood. You know, it went beyond that. It was it was it, it was as 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 intense as um, as intense as Eros, but not as uh, not as Passionate as era and not eras. By by that I mean they had a strong kinsmanship relationship, without it becoming uh, perverted through sexual, uh, you know, sexual explorations, things of that nature. And some people have used that scripture and and, and promoted a homosexual uh, relationship between the two. And and scripture it does not. Uh, that's implied. That is not implied in scripture at all. You know, those who do so uh, are doing isogesis. They're reading into that what is not there. And then there are those who um, uh, saying that it was it was more of, of uh, a a um, the type of relationship that was uh, strongly affectionate, uh, emotive, and, and and things of that nature. It was natural, but without coercion. I guess you could put it. And so, uh, so yeah, it can be seen in that way. That's probably the best way to put it, um, in in that sense. So, and, and when when I when you know when I think about the sexual relations, and and yes, you cannot exclude sexual sexuality uh, outside of this conversation because humans are sexual beings, uh, and sex is much an emotion as it is an act. And I, I think a lot of people don't don't understand that sexuality is as much as strong an emotion as it is an act. It's not just something we do; it is something that we emote. And when you see it from that particular, from that perspective, you have a greater understanding of the eros and the passion, um, the the eros that should occur uh, romantically, and that should. Uh, we espouse that it should occur between husband and wife, but in reality, we know that it is not excluded to that because we are seeing that too much. And for those who who get too holy, I, I like to I like to share. You know, a lot of our church fathers, when you go through church history, uh, a lot of the church fathers pra- promoted a sense of sexuality and relationships that. Uh, when we let them now, 
we would condemn because you know those who are conservative and those who are fundamentalists and uh, you know they want to keep uh, like I said want to keep it static. They would condemn and and if you go back and read like the confessions of Saint Augustine of Hippo, uh, the bishop of Northern Africa in the in the fifth century four hundreds uh, around that time, you you read you know before the man was converted, you know he was shacking up. He had a child out of wedlock and. Uh, you know, by his living lover, but this man is now revered as one of the church fathers. You know, he wrote City of God, he wrote Confessions, several other wonderful, um, probably uh, from wonderful uh, articles on, on, on in the early church about the early church, and we, you know, we esteem this man highly. And of course, when you look through history, you find uh, the problem of, of eros and. Um, Philia and agape being expressed differently. The problem of it being uh, trying to be adjudicated, adjudicated through scripture, mandated through scripture, and and plenty of scriptures. And I I don't have the time. I wish I had the time to go through all of them that allow for such, but uh, but that is not the case. Um, anyway, I, I'm getting off of myself. Um, so let's get back to this. So based on Steve Harvey's book, um, <laughs> the men are shaking up because their ladies get this advice and they start putting it into action, taking it to heart. And uh, so the brothers decide that they got to get together. They realize they realize Harvey has betrayed them, <laughs> and so they they try to use the books, inside information, to turn the tables on on the live on the women. And, yeah, and 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 like I said, it's, it's a comedy, and it's it's not intended to be. It's not and book his book was not intended to be an end all know all about it. But anyway, so let's explore some things. Let's let's explore the most common type of, of love. Uh, the most common love that we like to espouse is uh, agape. Agape, agape, agape love, and that is the unconditional love that we get from God. And if you don't believe that you have a God that gives you unconditional love, you take a breath of air and you realize you have a God that gives you unconditional love. This is the greatest of love. Um, and in Christianity, it's seen as a virtue. Uh, it's seen as a virtue because it is the demonstration of God's love expressed through humanity in the person of the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, as well as humans' love expressed through one another as a fulfilling of the commandment of loving God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. You have that commandment, but then human uh human poor, uh component of that commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. We summarize that in the and the golden rule. Do unto others as you have to do unto you, yada yada yada. Um that is to be the expression of agape love. That is the expression of unconditional love that we are to supposed to show to one another. Now y'all know as well as I do uh we don't do that as much as we would care to do and there Various reasons for that. Not that we can't, not that we shouldn't. Uh, it's just that most of us just we we you know we don't we don't feel strong enough to to carry out that kind of love. Matter of fact, that's the thing about it. We don't feel strong enough, so we uh, don't allow ourselves to do that. Uh, one of the things that I I strongly I say a lot is that love takes courage. Love, I'm not talking about commitment alone, but love, the act and the emotion takes courage. You cannot love without courage because love means that you are being vulnerable. And I know a lot of ladies out there are talking about, yeah, I know you're talking, preacher. Men don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to show their feelings. And I can't, you know, that's, I don't know why that is, but I'm one of them. And like so many men, you know, we we don't want to feel vulnerable. It makes you feel less of a man if you if you're vulnerable. But uh, that 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 vulnerability is actually 
strength. It actually it's actually both. Uh, it takes more strength to be vulnerable, open to both God and open to your companion, your spouse, uh, your soon-to-be spouse, or whatever it may be. It takes more. It takes more strength to do that than to hide. And uh, the Lord, the Lord is good about not hiding Himself from us, but He is also good at hiding us. He hides us under the shadow of His wind in the pavilion of His might, and, and you know He hides us. That's a wonderful thing. But He doesn't hide Himself from us. We hide from Him, just like Adam and Eve did after they realized who they were once they sinned. You know, when they realized who they were, they hid themselves and. In the presence of God, they were ashamed. Um, that shame and that guilt adds to the courage of being vulnerable. Because if you can admit and own up to the shame and the guilt of not being able to fulfill the commandment of loving your neighbor as yourself or doing unto others as you have them do unto you, then you are able to be empowered for God to do that for you. And that's what grace and mercy is. Grace and mercy is God giving you the ability to do what you cannot do in your own power. Yeah, that's that's deep, deal. That's deep. <laughs> so that's that's the um, that's the that's the primary thing when we talk about uh, uh, agape love, agape love, and let and when we when we deal with agape love, you can't have agape love without errors. And I know that sounds kind of crazy. How can you not have agape love without having eros? Eros is that sense of being in love. That's that's what we, you know, we get our root word, uh, we get our word erotic from, erotica, erotic. We get that from eros. And um, it's not, uh, eros is not sexuality in the sense that we have come to know it. You know, we've equated errors with pornography and, and that is that is the extreme um that is an expression of that. Pornography is an expression of erotic love. Sexuality is an expression of erotic love. It is not erotic love, but it's an expression of erotic love. Uh sexual activity has a spiritual significance to it, and, and most people know that. A lot of people, you you know, and, and we talked about this earlier, you know, when I talked about David and, and, and Jonathan, we talked about soul tie. Most people understand that uh, there's an interconnection, intertwinedness once uh, sexual activity occurs. But that is, you cannot have that, you cannot have the agape love without the erotic love, the sense of adjoining to God. Uh, Eros is indifferent when it comes to expression. It, uh, uh, it's the desire. It is, you know, it, it, it desires to be expressed some way. It does not always have to be expressed in a sexual way. Uh, eros is expressed through creativity. Uh, uh, for example, uh, I mean, persons who are highly creative are also highly erotic. They are highly. They're much more in tune with uh, the sexual energy, and because of that sexual energy, they are very creative. They and they express that. They may not articulate it in a uh, in a in a sexual way, you know, physical way, but they can articulate it in um, through their creative, through their music, through their art, through their writing, uh, things of that nature. And once you understand that you can you can be you can have eros and carry out the agape, then you you'll have a, a, a man. You're talking about a, a, a fuller life. You understand that you cannot separate those two. You need eros to have agape. You have to have a sense of being in love with the creator in order to love the creation. I'm going to say that again. You have to have a sense of being in love with the creator and knowing that the Creator loves you, and to have, in order to have a relationship with the Creator and His creation, um, and you know you can't have sex with God, so <laughs> yeah, you can't have sex with God. But God is the Creator of that energy, that sexual energy that does not uh, is not 
does not need to be limited to express be expressed only through sexual activity. And, and you know, once you understand, uh, there's there's something called transmutation, and sexual transmutation in particular allows the person to take that sexual energy and engage it in something else. Men are the most creative. Men are the most powerful. Men are their most uh, assertive when they are being empowered and inspired by eros. That is that affection. That that is that that drive. That that drive. You know, the most powerful men, politicians, preachers, the most powerful men at the peak of their creativity is inspired, is driven by eros. All good deeds are driven by eros, not just by philia and not just by uh, storge. All good deeds are driven by eros. It's driven by the fact that we are. Are, are loving ourselves and in turn trying to love others and expressing that love outside of the sexual act and expressing it in a different way. So, uh, and philia, a lot of people don't know about philia. Philia and storge are the two lesser identified, but probably, uh, you know, we experience philia and storge. Affection, particularly storge, we we experience affection at family reunions, at funerals, at weddings. We, uh, when we see uh, hurt, you know, for example, anytime there's a natural disaster, we experience this this storge where affection is poured out to someone. Affection, understanding, empathy, sympathy. We we feel for them, and so because we feel for them, we express that feeling for them through acts of kindness, acts of giving, acts of love, acts of charity, you know, so forth and so on. That story of philia uh, is the love that we have between friends. I ain't talking about the backstabbing friends. I'm talking about the friends that we know, that we cherish, that we have, and um, and we, we respect. You know, we don't have to see them every day, but we know that they love us and we love them. And I have plenty of them. We, you know... That my frat brothers, my Mason brothers, my church members, all of those things, you know, that common interest or activity brings us together, creates a bond, and, and, and you know, a bond that sometimes exists for lifetimes. And we see that, you know, throughout humanity, particularly, it it amazes me, uh, for example, when, when Eddie Robinson passed away, yeah. Former coach of the Grambling State University football team, uh, one of the most winningest coaches in college history, stayed at that, at that and coached that team nearly a uh, half a century. And it was amazing to see the bond that he created with his players, that even that and and that he promoted with his players that even decades after having been on a team together and have to serve on team together they you know when he passed they they form as brothers you know united under this one man and even you know fraternities are built around that these principles sororities are built around this principle of filia friendship uh strong bond and true friendship, uh, you go back to David and, and, and Jonathan's scripture, uh, um, it, that is a form of that. Now, it, it, it's not promoted as much in modern society. Uh, uh, matter of factly, uh, there's a growing issue with that because of the social networks that we have, uh, the, the cyber social social networks, not the physical social networks such as the fraternities, sororities, the churches, and things of that nature, or uh, 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 social clubs that are prominent around here in, in some of these areas. Not those, but the um, because there's a disconnect. Individuals are no longer connecting physically, and, and that is creating a, a, a greater disconnect from humanity. You know, we're not we're not as sensible and sensitive to one another as we used to be, and, and we're seeing it in young people. You know, is it, the plight is coming more, and young people also, and children. What is all that? Yeah, yeah. 
you're probably wondering what does all that have to do with uh, you know act like a lady, think like a man, uh, 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 think like a man in the movie and things of that nature. I mean, the human dynamic, the, uh, the dynamic of human relations uh, and relationships have always been fluid. We were create; it was created to be fluid. It was created to be, uh, you know, to multiply. It was created to go that way. It was not created to be static. And sometimes that's just why some men and women fall into uh, adulterous and sexuous and all types of other kind of affairs is because that lack of fluidity in relationships, that statistic, you know, statisticity, uh, I don't know about statisticity. <laughs> that static relationship <laughs> puts boundaries that you know society has said do not go past these boundaries, and and because you know it's frowned upon. And please, I ain't promoting any of it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I ain't telling nobody to go out and have adultery. Uh, you know, commit adultery, fornication, or incest or anything like that. Lord be. Oh Lord, no, by no means. But what I'm, I what I what I am trying to get us to understand is that human relations are fluid. They're never. You know, once we constrain them, what we find is that we're still hungering to be boundless. You know, to to connect. Man, that's the way God created us. He created us. He He's a multifaceted God. He is not bound uh, by time. He is not bound by by being, a, a, except when he came in the person of the Christ. That was the only time that he was bound by time and being. And other than that, you know, he's timeless and he is beingless. He is, is ever-existent. And... Um, and because even as the Christ, when he came in, in as the Christ, he exhibited that because the relationship that he promoted and that he had, even within his own twelve disciples, you saw the type of uh, of, of, of of things and love that he promoted. It, it was overall agape love. Overall, his love for the people. He, he one scripture says that he looked over and he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. That's how he beheld them. So you you see the uh, agape love, but you also see the errors in that he allowed a woman to come and anoint his feet, which was an erotic act. That was an erotic act, and he allowed that erotic act to occur. And instead of condemning her, you know, as the disciples wanted to do, you know, they wanted to condemn her. Instead of condemning her, he said, no, she's preparing me for my burial. So, and you see the philia and the storge in the act of Peter and in the act of uh, John, the beloved, you know, who he says, the disciple who God, you know, he loved. You see that. That that love there is an example of not just eros and philia, but also agape. So you you find that that Jesus the Christ was was uh, he he expressed all of these loves and um, all of these forms of love, and he did so amazingly. If if I wish we could harness that same type of ability, and I'm sure we can if we if we discipline ourselves, we can harness that through the Spirit of God. We can harness that same type of love and be able to express all of that without perversity. And the problem, you know, once we learn to be able to express these loves without perversity, without perversion, then we have a more fulfilled relationship with you know the dynamics of our relationships with each other will be more fulfilling because we have a way of expressing it without it being perverted without energy of and that's one of the great things that the scripture allows us I know I didn't throw out I wasn't trying to throw out scriptures but if you if you want to learn more about that I I you know I I'd be glad to share you scriptures with that uh um as a therapist uh you know that's one of the areas that I, I, I'm growing to understand and trying to understand, and I wanted there was so much more I wanted to share with you, but I just don't have the time because we're running out of time right now. But maybe back, um, may get a chance to talk about this a little bit more, and from several other uh, perspectives. Um, you know, maybe I can find someone who knows a little bit more than, <laughs> than I do. <laughs> but again, um, 
Eros, Sorge, Storge, Philia, and Agape, uh, or Agape. Those loves, uh, the, the, the dynamic of human relationships. And although we don't fully understand them, we understand, we, and know we, like Paul, uh, Paul Rett said, um, we, as a child, we think like a child, but when we're going to man, we think like a man. And, <laughs> Think like a man. Uh, so that is the intent. Uh, so if you get a chance, I want you. To, I want you to go out and, and yeah, you know, uh, I, I they go out and support. But I, I think it's a good movie. I, I think it's going to be a funny movie. I think it's going to be something worth uh, spending a few dollars just to share a laugh and to have a little fun. And to pro- I want you, if you're listening to this broadcast, I want you to ponder on these things as you watch the movie. Uh, and I'll probably come back, you know, because I do, like I said, I do plan to go see the movie. We'll probably come back and, and share some some more insight on this. Uh, but think about that. Find how you could operate in those loves, uh, put those, those uh, loves in operation. And expand your dynamic uh, relationship. You know, don't be static. Be fluid. Be willing. Be willing to go with the flow. Go with the flow without being perversion. You know, be perverted. And uh, and 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 realize this. I want you to realize this. That while you are growing and being, allow yourself to be vulnerable, to have the courage to grow. Okay. All right, that's all I have for this week. And again, we invite you to come back and join us next week for another great edition of Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Appreciate your voice. Appreciate your listening. Appreciate everything that you have done. Uh, come back. We have.